It's your boy Keetwan, aka Young Master Man. As always, you know, we have a lot in store for you. We have uh, the college fo- uh, football playoff teams being announced. Uh, of course, we're going to have your NFL news for you, NBA. And um, uh, that's about it this week, right, Jay? So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into yes, it. Yes, sir. But at first, y'all already know what to do. Go ahead and follow us on all social medias uh, IG, Twitter, and TikTok at the 2412Pod. And go ahead and uh, subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. All right, man. So the college football playoff team has been announced, man. So the first game, uh, Jay, when are these games going to take place uh, this, uh, soon, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we had the uh, final four announced for the college football playoffs. Now, those games are played on New Year's Eve, uh, the first uh, four matchups. Uh, number one. Bama came in, got the number one seed. Uh, they beat Georgia yeah. once again. Georgia choked yet again this year. I mean, that was very disappointing. Very. I feel like if Georgia was going to beat them, this was going to be the year. Like Georgia had uh, easily the best defense in the country. They had it. I thought they had it from what I saw. I thought it was going to win it all from the couple of games I saw them play. But shout out Nick Saban, right? Yeah, uh, Bryce Young, Saint Nick, bro. Can can't never beat Saint Nick, man. Uh, number two, nah. Michigan got the number two man after that big win against Ohio State. And then they won the Big Ten championship. So, how you feel about Michigan? It's a uh, Jim Harbaugh, right? Is the, that's the right Harbaugh brother, uh, Michigan? Yeah. Well, since he finally got the win over Ohio State, man, I feel like the sky's the limit now. So, I lucky angle. I lucky want them to get this win over Georgia. Yeah, I'm pu- I'm definitely pulling for Michigan, man. It's been a long time coming. You know, they, they finally got that monkey out their back this year, beat Ohio State, and man, finally made it to the college football playoff, man. So, shout out Michigan, man, for getting there. Coming in at number three, we got um, the aforementioned Georgia. That's that disappointing loss to Bama, uh, which was their first loss of the season. But after they lost to Bama once again, man, I don't I don't know if I really got too much confidence in them going into the college football playoff. Yeah, yeah just because they disappointed us against Bama, I don't really – I don't think it's too much use for Georgia right now as much. Just just because they disappointed us when we needed them most. Facts, man. Facts. And then the final team, man, the most surprising team for the first time ever, a non-power five school made it into the college football playoff, which I'm glad about. Um, the Cincinnati Bearcats got the number four seed after an undefeated season and also beating a power five team in Notre Dame early in this year on the road, man. So I'm happy for Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, you think they can upset some people and make some noise? Angle, I think they can, man. I, I don't know. Just because they're going up against Nick Saban, he might get out coached. But I think Cincy could probably pull up the upset, man. Yeah, don't sleep on Cincy, man, because Luke Fickle's a great coach. He got a national coach of the year. Cincinnati has basically half their starters probably going to be playing on Sundays in the NFL. They have one of the five best defenses in the league. And Desmond Ritter is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in college football. He's definitely – Want to be a starter in the NFL someday. He's going to get picked probably third or fourth round in the NFL draft, but he can be one of those sleeper guys next year. Got a running back uh, named Jerome Ford. He's just a, a beast, a bruising running back out there for them, man. Uh, so, yeah, Cincinnati definitely has a lot of pieces that can pull off some upsets. So, uh, the matchups we got, we got number four, Cincinnati taking on number one, Bama in the Cotton Bowl, and then number three, Georgia taking on number two, Michigan in the Orange Bowl. All right, young master, what's your predictions, man, for these games? Oh man, 
I wanna I wanna go with Cincy, man, but it's just Nick Saban. Nick Saban, man, I don't think you can bet against him, man. So I'm gonna have to go with Bama, man, but see since he's gonna be since he just gonna be the dark horse, man. They're gonna have to just be my dark horse. Bet, bet. And then number three, Georgia going against number two, Michigan. Gotta go with Michigan, man. I need I need Harbaugh to uh, take it all the way, man. Yeah, yeah, Michigan. I'm agree with you on on those, man. I want Cincy to win it all, honestly, just because I like the underdog story. This would be great for yeah. college football, in my opinion, for you know a non-power Michigan or Cincy. That just either one of them, I'm fine. Definitely, because I mean, SEC just constantly, SEC and Clemson has just ran this college football playoff since it started. I mean, so years ago, man. So it'd be nice to see Michigan or Cincy pull it off. But I'm I'm gonna take Bama against Cincy, man, because I mean it's hard to. Like go against Nick Saban. I'm taking Michigan against Georgia. Yeah. So that's that's gonna set up a Bama and Michigan finals matchup, man. So I'm I'm gonna take Michigan over Bama to win it all. I ain't gonna lie, Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh coaching matchup. That that's something to yeah. see. That, that that's something to see yeah, for two NFL caliber coaches going against each other, man. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Michigan. Hopefully, because I mean I'm tired of seeing Bama win. Hopefully, yeah, I'm tired of it. it it's it's dynastic, you feel me? I mess with it, but I I would want to see somebody else win. Facts. I also think Michigan has the most momentum going into the college football playoff right now. From what they did coming out at the end of the season, like I said, being Ohio State, then going on to win the Big Ten Championship. So I feel like Michigan is definitely the hottest team going into the playoff right now. So Michigan is going to be my pick to win the championship this year. So we definitely going to. I'm going to take Michigan. I'm going to take Michigan. Michigan, all right. Me and your master both going Michigan, man. So we will find out. Around New Year's to see how our predictions go. We got a couple more weeks um, between all these bowl games, so we will find out. But we're going to stay in the college football realm and go to the HBCU, the SWAT conference, man. Uh, we got to talk about Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, man. He going, went down to Jackson State doing big things. He said he was just going to, you know, get, shed more light on the HBCU, getting them more exposure. And I'll uh, turn the Jackson State program around, and he's done that in the short amount of time he's been there. Uh, they finished the season 11 1 overall. 8-0 in the conference on a nine-game winning streak. And Deion Sanders also won the 2021 SWAT Coach of the Year, man. So, Jackson State is doing big things. They also won win away from the Black College National Championship, which will be played on December the 18th against South Carolina State in the 2021 Cricket Celebration Bowl. What's your thoughts on that? Prime, man. He, he went down to Jackson State with his son and did his thing, man. Hopefully, once he get done doing his thing for the HBCUs, man, he can uh, come on to the NFL and get a head coaching job. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely see that in his future, man, if he keep doing big things at HBCU. Hopefully, he stays there for a little while, though, continue to, like, build yeah. exposure up for him. Because I think he's doing a great job right now. He's always on, like, ESPN or Father's Boards talking about HBCUs and, you know, getting more spotlights, um, shedding on them. So, hopefully, we'll start seeing more HBCU football games on. You know, the big networks like ESPN and Fox and ABC in the near future. But Jackson State definitely probably going to win that celebration bowl. They're clearly the best team out of the HBCUs in college football this year. Had definitely the most talent, the most well-coached. And the SWAT's just – they just naturally been a good football conference anyways. Usually got somebody like Alcorn State um, winning big. And then A&T in the past, you know, come out of the MEAC, uh, uh, repping the HBCUs in the celebration bowl. But – yeah, definitely happened for Jackson State, man, the HBCUs this year. 
Yeah, I see I see Prime and them taking it taking it in the celebration bowl as well. I just don't see him leaving without it. Right, yeah, he definitely gonna finish the job, man. But we're we gonna keep y'all posting on that when that game happened, we will be posting it on our social medias and coming back out here talking about it. Uh, when the celebration bowl happens uh on December the eighteenth. But we gotta go out of college right now, man, and talk about this wild week thirteen yeah, around the yeah. NFL. You know, you wanna Get it started, man, with some of these recaps of the games. Cowboys and the Saints, man. And the Cowboys defeated the Saints 27-17. You know, it was it was sort of a statement game for the Cowboys. So, Jay, what, what was your thoughts on it, man? Shout out to the boys, I guess. Yeah, shout out to my guests, man. <laughs> but, I mean, that was a game they had to win because, I mean, New Orleans was missing majority of their offense. I had Taysom Hill out there making his first start this year at quarterback through four interceptions. Dallas really struggled with them for the first three quarters. Honestly, New Orleans was in that game, but you know, at the end of the, the fourth quarter, um, Dallas offense just pulled it together and got a win. That was a must-needed win for Dallas, though, because um, Washington basically is making a run. Right now, they red hot on their, on their yeah. tails, and they actually played them in week 14. So Yeah, this coming up week. So. Yeah, must win for Dallas. Yeah, man, I think Taysom Hill was even he was injured in this game too. I think uh he had a, I think an injured finger on his throwing hand, maybe, but yeah, Dallas yeah, Dallas struggled with him, but you know, you know, they, they had to pull it out, man. You you gotta beat bad teams. Oh yeah, definitely gotta beat bad teams, especially if you're a team like Dallas, they got aspirations to make it deep in the playoffs this year. That seating is very important in the NFC. Even if they have home field, you don't want to get stuck playing a team like the Rams potentially in the first round. It's, auto, it's an automatic, yeah. Exactly. We all know them boys be chucking in the playoffs, man, so they want to get the best possible matchup. <laughs> First round. <laughs> right. All right, man. I'm gonna go, let's go ahead and get this next game out of the way, man. The Colts defeated the Texans 31-0, shut them out. We all don't think we really have too much to say about that one. Nah, at all. not a surprise, man. Just a, a better team taking care of business. Yeah, let's, all right, let's go to let's go to some positive. All right, we got the Lions defeating the Vikings twenty nine to twenty seven. Man, Dan Campbell and the boys finally got a win. Jalen, this is this is a glory. That was a glorious day. It's, it was a glorious Sunday. Hey man, I'm actually hyped for the Lions. They really deserve to win. You know, I feel for them and their fans because they have a very dedicated fan base. Obviously, you know, if you're a Lions fan, you got to be dedicated because they bad every year essentially, but. Dan Campbell deserves it, man. He, he's been a very energetic and positive coach for them this year. Uh, Jared Goff and offense played very well down the stretch of that game, man. So, shout out to Detroit. Uh, I didn't want to see them have an over season, even though they got that one tie. But shout out to Detroit for getting that first duel. Yeah, especially winning it on the walk-off, too, man. Jared Goff right. walking off, going over the hood, Dan. It, that, was, that, was, that was a moment. Right. That was, that was he was at, moment. like, Matt Stafford, man. <laughs> that final drive. For real. <laughs> For real though, come on, man. The vibes didn't leave. But yeah, man. The next game, we got the Dolphins defeating the Giants twenty to nine. I mean, the Dolphins just continue their win streak. I believe they're now six and seven. They won a uh, five in a five or six in a row. I think it is, Jalen. Yeah, I think it's five in a row. I actually didn't even realize that until you brought it up yesterday because they got out to such a horrible start. I basically buried them. I was yeah. like, they they just done for the year. Very disappointing. But they have quietly put together a nice winning streak here, man. It's getting them back, you know, in the right. They probably won't make the playoffs, but, I mean, they definitely making some noise towards the end of the season. 
Yeah, man. I remember saying on the last part, I mean, I said it didn't really mean anything. It was on the win streak, but with something that happened later that we'll talk about later, man, they they right back in it for real in the uh, in their division. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't want to want to see the Dolphins down the scratch, man. Brian Flores has proven to be a good coach. And when he has everything together with the Dolphins, man, they definitely be a tough team to play down the scratch. Got and we definitely gotta give to us some love, man. How how good he been playing. And, and Jalen Water. Let's not forget about oh, him. Oh yeah. That Bama connection down there too. He's been through a lot of adversity, man, with injuries. A lot of people calling him out about his, you know, so far so far quarterback play compared to his expectations coming out of Bama, but he's definitely stepped it up for them over this winning streak. Yeah, and then talk about the Giants, man. <clears throat> Daniel Jones, he he's out with the neck injury. I don't I think Saquon did Saquon even play? I don't think he's been playing since the ankle injury, I don't believe. Let's see. Uh Saquon did play. He had eleven carries for fifty five yards, but he hasn't really been right all year. Yes, yeah, so uh that that's that's even bad that I didn't even know he pl- didn't even that that he did play. But uh, I don't know. Well, we can we can talk about the Giants another time. We can we can just go on a whole rant about them. But on to the next game, man. We got the Bucks defeating the Falcons, thirty to seven. Man, my boy Brady, four touchdowns, three hundred and sixty-eight yards. Man, uh, Jay, how, did you uh, did you watch this game, man? I oh, know. I actually missed all the games, honestly, because I was at that Steelers game. So I, oh, yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I forgot, yeah, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I you forgot. good? We, I miss all. We, we gonna get it. We gonna we gonna get into that when we talk about that. Yes, game. sir. I was following all the games honestly, like I usually do on my phone when I can't watch them. But I was following the flow of that game as usual. You know, Tampa Bay took care of business against Atlanta. Chris Godwin went crazy. And Brady did his yeah, thing. fifteen catches. Yep. So Tampa, hundred forty three yards. Tampa definitely easily gonna win that division and is looking to make a run. Probably the number one or number two seed in the NFC. Most likely the number two seed. They're going to make a run up. Number two seed in the NFC? Yeah, they still got a chance. Because I would say, the, I would say with the, Ram, the Rams got the uh, the win over them, so that's that's probably dead. Yeah, but we know how the Rams are, man. But there's no guarantee. They mess around losing yeah, a couple games event, down the stretch. Yeah, the Avengers have, even though, you know, they did get the win this week, but they the Avengers tend to lose, so. That's Green Bay most likely will end up with that two seed, probably in the NFC. Yeah, most likely. But before we get off this game, man, just wanted to shout out Chris Godwin for setting the uh, Bucks records for receptions in the game with the those fifteen receptions. Yeah, shout out Chris, man. He's definitely probably the most consistent wide receiver on that team week in week out. You know he's gonna put in some work for him every single week. That's something I can definitely second. Watching their games every week, he's definitely, I would say, Brady's. Blanket when Gronk and even though he's back when Gronk and AB aren't there, so yeah, shout out Chris man. Oh, yeah. But on to the next game, man. We have the Eagles defeating the Jets thirty three eighteen. I mean, it's the Eagles beating the Jets. I think we we all knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, got to give a shout out to my boy Garner Minshew though. He came in, did his thing, got to. Uncle Rico Minshew mania. <laughs> he came in there and scored on almost every single possession, man. It's crazy. Even though he's not gonna get the starting spot, man, he he proved he could do it. he could do a little song. Even though it was just against the Jets, man, he came in and did his thing. Oh yeah, man, just all that performance alone, man. Another team might get him a look potentially as a starting quarterback because we know 
a lot of quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in the league aren't great week in and week out. So if he plays well, he definitely might have a chance to start somewhere next year. For sure, man. And we don't really have too much to say on the Jets, as always. So we're just going to move on to the next game where we have the Cardinals defeating the Bears 33-22. to uh, Kyler, DeAndre back in the lineup. We 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 assumed they were going to do this to the Bears with those two back in the lineup. So, oh yeah, for sure. Arizona has a chance to wrap up uh, playoff spot this coming up Sunday. Matter of fact, so <laughs> yeah, they cruising right along in the season, man. Most likely getting number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, I think that they a lot for the number one seed, man. Definitely, which is very important now because only one team gets a bye week with, you know, the added wildcard team. So that number one seed is, like, super important. Yeah, so the road to the Super Bowl is going to come through Arizona. Definitely. So on to the next game, man. It was a surprising blowout, man. We had the Chargers defeating the Bengals 41-22, to man. Jay, let me, let me get your thoughts on that game. Yeah, this one was very surprising. I thought it was going to go down to the wire. It was pretty close for the first three quarters. I mean, they had a battle of the two young quarterbacks, Young Herb, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow, man, probably two of the better young quarterbacks in the NFL. So it was a great matchup on paper. Uh, a lot of turnovers in this game. Joe Miss had a big fumble. Austin Eckler had a couple turnovers. Mike Williams actually had a big game for them, which was much needed for the Chargers. Five catches from 110 yards. T. Higgins went off for Cincy with nine receptions from 138 yards. But at the end of the day, Mm. And like the box, box score show, man, the Chargers offense just overpowered the Bengals offense. They both very good offensive teams. Both got a lot of weapons. So they both now got the same record at 7-5. The wild AFC race just continues to tighten up with the wild card. Yeah. yeah, the AFC is crazy right now, man. But it was tough watching two of my favorite quarterbacks go at it, man. But Jay Herbo ended, ended up getting the best of my boy Joey B, man. But it was, it was a good game, though, but. The final score, man, I ain't, it didn't expect it to look like that. Right. Like I said, it is, the Chargers just like went away from him in the fourth quarter. It was close the first three quarters, but Chargers just went away from him in the fourth with the offense. So on to the next game. Like we talked about earlier, the Rams catching a W. They defeated the Jaguars 37-7. to Not really too much to say, man. It's, it's expected, Rams versus the Jaguars. Yeah, very much expected. The Rams have beaten the teams for the most part they are supposed to beat this year. So, this one a surprise, man. Matt Stafford went off. Sonny Michelle had a huge game, 24 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup doing Cooper Cup things as usual, man. So, not really a surprise with that one. Yeah, shout out to the former Patriots, Sonny Michelle, man. Uh, on to the next game, man. We have the Washington football team. I think they, they went to Allegiant, right? And uh, beat the Raiders 17-15. Yep. to 15. Yeah. And, my, yeah, my, my boy came in there, you know, came in there drunk again <laughs> off the Heineken, man, going crazy. <laughs> Him and the team, man, turned up, man. Hey, man, Washington, one of the hottest teams. Them and the Patriots probably two hottest teams in the league right now, honestly. But I thought the Raiders was going to win for the longest, but Washington came up clutch at the end. Of course, Washington just continues to find a way to win week in and week out after the Chase Young injury. They just, you know, just been going crazy. But yeah, Riverbrook run out here, out here coaching the clinic, man, without having Curtis Samuel, 
this year, Deami Brown most of the year, and you, losing Chase Young, man, he's still just out here. Just they're still just out here fighting. Exactly, man. Like, and, and Fitzpatrick supposed to be the starting quarterback this year. Heineke wasn't supposed to be starting, so they really winning with a bunch of like you know backups. So they really doing their thing. Which I don't even know if they would be. I like Fitzpatrick, but I don't even think they'll be this good with him right yeah, now. Yeah, Fitzpatrick more of a boomer bust quarterback. You know, he'll look great one week and the next week, you know, he's mediocre or terrible. I think Heineke is is more consistent week in and week out, and he does stuff on the field that won't hurt you long term. So he's a good quarterback for Ron Rivera's system. Yeah, so on to the next game. I'm gonna let you take take the lead on this game, man. We had the Steelers defeating the Ravens twenty to nineteen, man. So I'm I'm gonna let you take lead on this. Yes, sir, man. I was up close and personal with this one. I mean, I can't even be mad. Uh, this game was worth it, man. It was one of the best games of the season. You know, my dad got to see his Steelers play for the first time. I told him, man, he's lucky. Got to see Big Ben play. You know, this might be his last year that Big Ben is playing. He announced. Uh, a couple of days ago, so my dad's been trying to get to Pittsburgh best of his whole life. Finally got to Heinz Field to see the Steelers up close and personal. And Heinz Field is definitely crazy, man. The environment, terrible towels. They definitely had one of the most passionate fan bases out there. But, yeah, this this game was crazy. It was a defensive battle throughout the first half for the most part. Um, both offenses kind of struggled a little bit. But um, T.J. Watt, man, his impact on the Steelers is just crazy. And seeing that, like, up close and personal, he was able to, you know, pass rush Lamar a lot, make Lamar had to make quick throws and scramble a lot, man, force a lot of sacks and um, bad throws. Uh, it was just crazy. The run game was good for Pittsburgh. Najee Harris, he's a every down back for them. He does everything on the field. And in the second half, man, when I thought Baltimore was going to, you know, run away with the game a little bit, Big Ben and Deontay Johnson just got that chemistry again in the second half. Deontay had a two-bit touchdown catch for them. Uh, Pat Firemuth, I had a two-point conversion for Pittsburgh to put him in the lead late in the fourth quarter. Then Lamar Jackson and the Ravens drove all the way down the field with like a minute and 20 seconds to go. Uh, tied the game up, or almost tied the game up. They were down by one point at the end. Everybody thought Justin Tucker was going to go in, you know, tie the game up with a extra point. And I don't know where Harbaugh just sent the offense out there. Everybody in the stadium was just like, what? They're really going for two instead of going for overtime right now? I was so lost <laughs> on that. I was like, man, just get the, the extra point and just go to OT. Harbaugh's explanation for that was like uh, Marlon Humphrey got hurt in that game, which is a big loss for them. Yeah, so he was basically like, definitely a big loss. Yeah, huge loss. So he's basically like, we don't have any secondary players you really trust to go on overtime with the Steelers. So they went for two. It was actually a great play drawn up. But um, – they, Lamar was just like, once again, T.J. Watt, just that pass rush, man, uh, made him release the ball too quickly. And Mark Andrews only can get a fingertip on the ball, which he would, if he would have caught it, it would have been game over. It was a touchdown. Easy touchdown, walk in, game over just like that. But Pittsburgh survived, man. Crazy atmosphere. Fans went crazy after that. Late game, like I said, came down to the last minute, cast for a better game to watch in person at Heinz Field. My first time there. But uh, big win for Pittsburgh, man. They definitely needed to stay in the wild card race out there. So shout out to the Steelers and their fans. Yeah, man. Shout out the Steelers. Shout out to your dad, the goat Mike Jones. You feel me? And glad y'all had a Mike Jones. Mike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> glad y'all had a good good time at Heinz Field, man. <laughs> we gonna uh, we gonna go on to the next game, man. We had the Seahawks defeating the 49ers 30 to 23. In a division game, so 
you know, these could go either way, man. So these are the, you could just say this is a toss up. But shout out to Papa for Papa rushing them in the uh, the 49ers three game win streak, I believe, and snapping their uh, losing streak. Right, big win for um, Russ and the Seahawks. Man, their season probably over, but you know they're still a dangerous team to play down the stretch. <laughs> just because um, Russ out there, so you don't want to see them. They gonna be playing spoiler to a lot of teams in the NFC. Uh, 49ers really needed that win, you know, to stay in the NFC wildcard race. They at six and six right now, so they still in pretty good position. But they definitely needed that win, so that's a a huge upset victory for the Seahawks. Yeah, man. Uh, even, yeah, their season's over, but yeah, they can still play. It can pl- still play spoiler for a lot of teams. So we're gonna go into the next game, man. This is a Sunday night game, man. We have the the Chief and Chiefs, man, up in uh, Arrowhead, I believe, taking on the the Broncos, and they they defeated the Broncos twenty two to nine. I mean, kind of kind of expected the Brown. I mean, the Broncos haven't beat the Chiefs in a while, even. Since they got Pat Mahomes, so I think history just repeated repeats itself, as they say. Oh yeah, Denver never you know can beat Kansas City, especially in Arrowhead. So we basically knew Kansas City was gonna pull this game out. They now stand with a record of eight and four after that very slow start. They slowly coming around. The offense still got some kings to work out, man. But that defense continues to dominate and play well, man. So Kansas City can't count them out once again. They still probably gonna be there at the end of the day. They're definitely still gonna be there, man. Cause all all the defense got to do is make one play, and it might and it might be over for you. You just you just never know exactly if the offense gonna click or not. Exactly, and they probably about to win the division now, so a team will have to travel to Arrowhead for their first playoff game. And Kansas City probably will not lose if they got home field. Oh yeah, they, I don't think they losing losing the Arrowhead. Okay, so we are gonna go to the Monday night game. Oh, the game was very special to me, man. It was it was game, but it was definitely the game of the year for me. You know, what I'm saying my New England Patriots on Monday Night Football defeated the Bills fourteen to ten, and the the, the snow bowl, the the wind bowl. You, I don't know, Jalen, what what are we gonna call it, man? Because the weather was just not on. It was not on anybody's side. Monday night, for real, man. That that weather was treacherous out there. You couldn't even throw or kick the ball at all. New England only attempted three passes the whole game. They was running. Uh, NL style offense, man, from a couple years ago. North, I, I was going north and <laughs> north a couple years ago. They basically ran the ball 95% of the plays for the whole football season, man. So that's basically what the Patriots are doing out of the night. They basically said, Matt, you ain't going to throw the ball in these uh, current conditions, and we're just going to run the ball the whole game. And Buffalo couldn't stop that. And New England ended up with a 14-10 to victory over the Bills, man, which was huge for them and their division hopes. Man, what Ludacris say, man, we still in that number one spot, man. It's lasting longer than I thought it was going to last, bro. I'm I'm happy right now because who would have ever thought, like I said, like we like I keep saying, bro, we'd be first in our division with the Bills being how they are and, and that we're first in the entire AFC, which is it's just crazy right now. But the game, I, the game was, it got real in the fourth quarter when the Bills got the ball dropping down the field, man, but. The Miles, idea Miles Bryant, I believe, forty one made the play at the end, batted the ball down. But shout out to my boy Matt Jones, man. You feel me? The 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 two the two passes, the two most critical passes of the game for nineteen yards. Damian Harris for the ten carries, one hundred and eleven yards and one touchdown. That the only touchdown we needed to win the game. So shout out to them for having that. 
and our other running back, Ramondre Stevenson, with the 24 carries for 78 yards, man, because we ran the ball 46 times and only passed it three times, which that's the lowest that a team, the lowest pass attempts from a team since 1974, I believe. And I don't know how we won this game because I thought it was playing like that was going to be the reason that we lost the game with how my how my boy Josh Allen just loved to throw the ball and, you know, Sean McDermott can scheme up something. They got Stephon, Emmanuel, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. But just I was definitely sweating, bro. But I'm just, I'm just happy we're on that seven-game win streak, man. So hopefully we're going into this bye week, man, and we can keep it going against India in week 15. Definitely, definitely. Bill Belichick, for sure, out coach McDermott. And still proving why he the best head coach out there, man. His schemes are just crazy good. Man knows how to coach, point blank. Yeah, Sean McDermott was trying to hate, man, talking about he don't need to give no credit to be a Belichick. Man, he just mad that he lost. Like, I mean, you got to like, take the L, bro. because you couldn't stop the run, bro. Like, you, you just got to take that L, dude. Just like, take I don't it. know why he was sitting here hating like that. They ain't, ain't going to lie. They kind of pissed me off. Like, why why you hating, bro? You, you just lost. It, it's cool. And then in the interview, I mean, even though the reporter with uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah High, even though the reporter did phrase it in such a way, like, they should be embarrassed. He, he said the word, but he won't lie. They should be embarrassed. He just shouldn't have phrased it like that. Definitely. You cannot be an NFL team and lose to another NFL team that only throws the ball three times throughout the whole game. And they threw it 30 times. Exactly. Bro. Josh Allen was 15 or 30 for like, a, I think, 130 yards maybe. Exactly. So Buffalo just got to take the L, man. They got a huge game coming up with Tom Brady and the Bucks in Week 14. So speaking of that, Week 14, we about to go ahead and do our Week 14 pickles, man. So we got to start with our game, our Thursday night game tomorrow night. We got Pittsburgh Steelers going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. I'm going to just have to go with the Steelers, man, after their win against the Ravens, man. Since the Vikings just lost to the Lions, bro, and Adam Thielen's out with the ankle injury, got to go with the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to go Steelers here, too. I think Thielen being out, like you said, is just huge for them. Even though Justin Jefferson is the most talented receiver, Thielen's like that security blanket for Kirk Cousins out there, man. Minnesota, can't trust them at all. Especially after losing to Detroit, Pittsburgh riding high right now. Defense turning up, so Pittsburgh definitely going to get that dub, I think, on Thursday Night Football. And Sunday, the first game we got is a, another rivalry, man. Um, Baltimore and Cleveland. With all these injuries, man, like with them losing Marlon Humphrey, you know, Baker, his shoulder, I mean, they they got the running backs, but, man, I don't even know who I want to go with in this game, bro. So, I'm going I'm to let you go first, bro. I got to right, give, give me a little bit. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go Baltimore just because, even though their secondary is very banged up, I don't trust Baker at all with his shoulder injury and all that to consistently be able to take advantage of that. And Baltimore has proven all year long after a tough loss, they always find a way to come back that next week and get the dub. So I'm a I'm a trust big trust out there to get that win in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Ravens too, man. Lamar and them haven't shown me anything different not to go with them. So yeah, I'm a I'm gonna just go with my gut. Bet bet. Then we got Jacksonville, the two and eight Jaguars taking on the Tennessee Titans. I'm just j- Titans. I'm <laughs> I guess Titans. 
Yeah, Titans with that one. Can't trust Jacksonville at all right now. Uh, we got a good one here. The Raiders and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Man, I'm just say the Chiefs going Chief, man. Yeah, even though the Raiders somehow, some way, no matter how inconsistent they are, they always find a way to play Kansas City good, especially at Arrowhead, hey, Arrowhead. every year. They gonna be <laughs> every year. They gonna be chiefing on them Raiders, man. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be like you, man. I'm taking Kansas City. They too hot right now, so Kansas City will find a way to get it dub. Then we got the Saints taking on the Jets. Oh man, I guess I'm gonna go with the Saints. Trash bull. <laughs> yeah, one of the trash bull games of the week. Yeah, the Saints. I guess Kamara might come back. Who knows? But with Adam Taysom, he'll probably go crazy on that JSD. So I'm going to take the Saints also. Irrelevant game. Then we got a, a huge game in the NFC. Dallas at the Washington football team. This, this, one, this one tough, man. I want to go with the boys, man. But the Washington football team just too just too hot right now, man. I got to. Gotta go with my boy Heineke out the Heineken, man. I'ma just I'ma just go with my boy Heineke. Yes, sir. Washington football team, man. Taylor Heineke, they riding hot right now. They at home. So I think Washington will beat Dallas at home, man. They'll improve to seven and six. And we'll put added pressure on Dallas in that division if they get that win, honestly. Cause they will I think yeah. after the, if they win, they'll only be one game behind them, if I'm not mistaken. It ain't gonna be so. it ain't gonna be one game. Dallas will and be, they still gotta play Dallas them again this year. No, Dallas will be eight and five. Yeah, and Washington be seven and six, and Washington got to go to Jerry World later on this year. So if Washington win that division, gonna be very interesting down the script. Which it always is. It always come down to the last game of the year. Exactly that trash division. But moving on, man, we got three consecutive trash bowl games essentially, <laughs> man, coming up. We can probably go through these fast. Sadly, my Carolina Panthers are part of it. Uh, they're taking on the Atlanta Falcons. I guess I'm gonna go with y'all, man. Keep pounding. Yeah, man, keep pounding, I guess, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it seems so depressing right now, bro. It's a rock. CMC and Ashton Jackson both out for the year, man, on IR. But we usually find a way to beat the Falcons, especially at Bank of America. So, and typical Panthers fashion, we probably look good this weekend. Blow out the Falcons, man, get that win. Yeah, moving on to the second trash bowl game, Seattle Seahawks going down to Houston to take on the Texans. I'm going with Papa Russ, man. <laughs> Yeah, Papa Russ against the Texans, man. Houston is just miserable right now. Got Detroit coming off their first win of the season and traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. It's it's potential. This is put could be potentially their second win, but I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos at home, man. It's a feel good story for Detroit, but I think Denver a final way to get a dub at home. And then we got the New York Giants traveling. Out to SoFi to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Definitely got to go with Jay Herbo and the Chargers here. Yes, sir. You're on her. Get a dub. But they might have trouble, man, because I know both their top two receivers might be out potentially on the COVID reserve list, which might make things a little interesting in that game. Definitely will. But we we shall see. We're going to see because the Giants are injury riddled, too. Facts. But I think with just Young Herb and Austin Eckler, that should be enough to propel the Chargers of the Giants, I think. And we got a big matchup right here with two teams vying for wild card spots in their respective divisions and conferences. We got the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Cincy to take on the Bengals. 
this is going to be a good game, man, because since he could potentially get run up out the building and the or the Bengals could potentially put up 40 on the 49ers. So we don't know how this could go, but I think I'm going to have to – I'm a, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna go against my boy Joey B man. I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I, I ain't gonna go against my boy. Yes, sir. Joey B at home. They're not gonna lose back to back games, in my opinion, at home. So I'm gonna take Joe Burrow and the Bengals, man. Joe Mason about to have another big game for them. Then the aforementioned Buffalo Bills traveling down to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. I already know who you're gonna take in this one. I gotta I gotta take Tampa Bay, man. I gotta take Tampa Bay and the boys, like. You seen what we you seen what we just did to them on Monday night football, you feel me? And we ain't even throw the ball. They even though uh, Michael Hyde and Jordan Poyer, they're they're both respectable. They finna they finna be ignorant and throw the ball fifty times, probably. But I would love to see I would love to see uh Tampa get the ball to Rojo and Leonard Fournette and see if they can do the same thing. So going with Tampa Bay and the boys. Yeah, even though I think Buffalo will play better by default because of weather conditions, and they they're gonna be playing desperate because a must win for them to save their season. It's just hard for me to pick against Tampa in this instance, just because Buffalo is so predictable without a run game, and that run defense isn't that great. So Tampa definitely can run the ball down their throat. Brady's gonna pick their defense apart as usual, and just gonna count on defense can't. to make the play. Facts. Just can't really trust Josh Allen and the Bills right now the way they've been playing this year. So I, I got to take Brady and the Bucks at home here. Then our Sunday night game, we got the Chicago Bears going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. He's just going to own the Bears again, man. Got to go with that bad man Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, man. I wish, I wish the Bills and Bucks were a Sunday night game instead of this one. But yeah. we already know how this one going to end up. As usual, Green Bay's probably going to. Kill the um, Chicago Bears by a couple touchdowns here, so that should be a pretty easy pick. And running out week 14 on Monday Night Football, we have a good NFC West battle between the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, man. I'm just going to go with the Cardinals, man, just because they're 10-2 they're and two right now. And the Rams haven't looked too hot, even though they just beat the Rams. I mean, uh, beat the Jaguars, man. I just got to go with the cards, K1 and D-Hop. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one too, man. The cards at home. Can't trust the Rams on the road. They've been a little inconsistent this year, especially playing other good teams. So I'm going to go Arizona at home. I think we agreed on every single game this week, man. But, you know, it is what it is. I think that was yeah. pretty, most of the matchups are pretty straightforward for this week, honestly. We might have a couple games that can swing either way. You know, we probably have a couple upsets as usual because any given Sunday in the NFL. Yeah, but any given Sunday for sure. Yeah, we shall see. All right, moving on. Usual, you know, time for the fantasy minute out here. Got a, another win last week over over TJ's squad, man, the ESPN League. My team played pretty solid overall. You know, the run game carried me once again. Uh, Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon just being very consistent this year. Chris Godwin, obviously, with his 30 points. That really propelled me and Madison. When one of the guys I suggested picking up off for of waivers last week, if he was available, of course, with Davin Cook out, he did his thing against the Lions. Gave me twenty one point four points. So my team scored one hundred thirty three points. Man, uh, keep me in first place. So we got two more weeks left. So hopefully, 
I can remain in first place and get that buy in fantasy, which will be great for that first week of the uh, fantasy football playoffs, which is coming up very soon. Uh, see, I forgot who I got my win against this week, man, but I, we we did good this week, man. Uh, Brady got me 28.62 points. Damian Harris got me 17.1 points in the win on Monday Night Football. Leonard Fournette got me 22.2 points. Mike Evans got me 16.9. Hunter Renfro got me 19.2. Tyler Boyd got me 13.5. And the Bucks defense actually got me uh, nine points against Atlanta. Bad, bad. Yeah, we oh, both yeah. remain yeah, we're, first I'm place in our respective right divisions. Now. Yeah, sitting at, eight, at the top of eight and five. Yo, you should be able to, to hold it out the rest of the year, man. I think you got a, a pretty good cushion over Patrick and Dylan there. I guess uh, even though... Patrick is only one game behind me, and he does hold the tiebreaker, so I'm kind of worried. But oh. I'm going to be in the playoffs regardless, so I'm not tripping. Yeah. I think if you win at least one of the last two games, you should be good there. Guess who I play this week? Oh, yeah, you got Jordan this week. Yeah, I got Jordan this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jordan. I know you listening, Russell. It's about to be a showdown between you and your master. I'm on your ass, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak, I'm weak, man, but moving off that, man, you know, we got to do our usual ads and then our start sits for this week, man, week 14 with fantasy. Uh, my first ad of the week, uh, KJ Osborne, wide receiver from the Minnesota Vikings. As of now, he's only owning 4.2% of ESPN leagues. Uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Adam Thielen's down probably for the remainder of the season. Uh, so KJ Osborne will be the recipient of his touches, man. He's going to be playing behind Justin Jefferson as the number two wide receiver, so he definitely going to get some looks. If you need some wide receiver help, go ahead and pick him up before tomorrow night's game against the Steelers. Second guy, another wide out, Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons, owning just 25% of ESPN leagues. Uh, last week, he had 11 catches for 130 yards, and he has had at least seven targets in four of the last five games. You know, with Calvin really out um, with his uh, mental health, man. So, Russell Gage is looking like the number one wide receiver there in Atlanta's offense. And my last guy, Young Master, suggesting man, Rashad Penny, running back from Seattle. As of the last couple of days, he only owned 1.7% of ESPN leads. But, you know, the running back by committee there, Chris Carson done for the year. They just picked up AP, but Rashad Penny looks to be the main guy there. And he's also a good pass catcher and running back. So if you're desperate for running back help, might should think about picking him up this week before um, Sunday. Had no guys to drop this week. Uh, so moving on to the start this week, uh, Mike Williams, if he plays, uh, made his list before the COVID news came out. But if he plays, Mike Williams, because if Mike Williams plays, Keenan Allen most likely would not play. And Mike Williams played good last week. Well, once again, if he plays, start Mike Williams. Second guy, another wide receiver, T. Higgins. Jamar Chase, after his hot start, teams have been keying in on him, man, doubling him. And putting all their attention to him, which is leaving T. Higgins open a lot in um, Bengals' offense. So Joe Burrow's definitely been finding T. Higgins a lot over the last couple weeks. So definitely start T. Higgins, man, if you need some wide receiver help and some more points there. Last guy to start, uh, Javante Williams for Denver, man. He's just been eating. He had a big game this past week. Um, 9-1-0 native. Uh, so Javante Williams, man, running back for the Denver Broncos. Definitely start him if you need some running back help. Um, I see it for this week. Zeke versus the Watch football team. Zeke definitely hasn't been himself, man, for most of the season. Sonny Pollard's looked like the better, more explosive back for them. And Washington's run defense has been pretty good of late. So 
I would definitely say, Zeke, if you got some better running back options there. So, yeah, that's it for my ads and my start sits for the week in fantasy football. All right, everybody, we're going to hop over to the NBA, man. We got a, we got a couple couple NBA topics we want to hit on, man. First, we want to talk about uh, the Warriors ending the Suns' win streak a couple days ago, even though Devin Booker was out, man. Jay, I just wanted to uh, get, your, get your thoughts on how, uh, what transpired. Yeah, man, Golden State, you know, they lost to Phoenix a uh, couple of days before that, but they came back with a vengeance as usual. Uh, the role players did their thing. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins have been playing great this year. We was talking about this yesterday. Andrew Wiggins is essentially playing the Harrison Barnes role, that 3 and D guy for him this year. Uh, so the system, man, Steve Kerr has put in, has proven, man, he's definitely taking Andrew Wiggins. He's having his best year uh, since he's been in the league, in my opinion. Jordan Poole. Gary Payton the second, you know, Otto Porter, man, they brought him in as a vet. Draymond doing his thing as usual. Kevon Looney, man, so the assistant, the Warriors running is just crazy right now, man. So Golden State and Phoenix will be battling back and forth, man, for that number one seed in the Western Conference this year. Yeah, I definitely need a uh, a Warrior Suns Western Conference Finals. Yeah, that would be lit, honestly. That would be lit. They definitely, as of right now, the two best teams in the West. And Clay's about to come back very soon. So they can ease him in right now because they so good. So they can ease him in. Yeah, man. So uh just wanted to touch on that, touch on them ending that uh win streak, man. But the next topic we got for the NBA is uh we got uh, we're gonna talk about our boy B.I. Brandon Ingram dropping 40 despite despite it being in a loss, man. We just need to we need to talk about potentially what what his uh destination might be coming soon, trade deadline. Yeah, man, I really hope B.I. gets to find a, a new home, man, because they just wasting his talents down there in New Orleans. He has no help around him. Zion, we don't know if he's even going to be able to come back soon or when he comes back, if he's going to be able to stay in game shape. Uh, B.I., as usual, he's been doing his thing down there, been the leader of their team. Uh, but it seems like, you know, it's not enough, no matter how many points he dropped, because he really don't have any help down there. Uh, we mentioned early in a previous episode about Golden State, but that uh, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Golden State is not going to mess with their chemistry. And Wiggins yeah. is just playing way too he well. For, yeah, so they they not Three training AD, Wiggins. Like so. we said earlier. Yeah. So it, it's really not going to happen, man. So I, I, I'll top my head, most just about any team would be a better situation than the Pelicans. I, I would love to see B.I. on the team. Yo, I would love to see B.I. play on the team. Like, honestly, another young team like the Memphis Grizzlies, for instance, I think he'll be good 3 and D there playing with John Morant and Jaron Jackson. Mm, that'd be. But, I mean, most most situations would be better than New Orleans, honestly. Yeah, sir. Sure. So, if he went to Memphis, yeah, that would be one state over from his home state of North Carolina. So, that would, that would really be nice. But that's a pipe dream. We never heard. We, there's no rumors out there, but that would just be a good situation. You know, in my opinion, where he can go in with another young team. Yeah, I think those might. Yeah, I think those two teams might be the best best destinations for him for real. Yeah, so I hope they move him. We haven't heard any rumors that they they probably just keep him honestly, just to have somebody try to sell some tickets with. But and they just I hate he's too. in that bad situation. Yep, just gave him that match contract, so he's locked in for like four more years. And B.I.'s not that type of person that's going to go and ask for a trade at all. So they're nah, probably really going to hold on to him. He cooling. Well, yo, Jay, we also, we also got to talk about this COVID outbreak, man. Just like in the NFL, 
COVID is taking over the NBA again as well with DeMar DeRozan being out. Uh, most of the Hornets starters being out, but them still, I think they, yeah, they beat the Hawks with most of their starters out, man. So, yeah, Jay, what, uh, what you think of this cut, this COVID outbreak again? Yeah, man, this COVID stuff is, it seems like it's never gonna go away. Uh, a lot of teams around the league has been hit with it this year. With certain players had to sit out multiple games, as we saw, even LeBron had to sit out a game. Yeah, it was a misdiagnosis, <laughs> of course. He was definitely throwing shots at the league, talking about um, process, which, yeah, I think they should definitely try to be quicker with that if it's potentially a misdiagnosis, but I'm glad he was able to come back. But, yeah, like you said, man, especially players that's not vaccinated, they, they got to sit out even longer. And, you know, you might miss, like, half your players on the team at one time, like Charlotte has, I mean, the close contact and all that stuff. So a lot of teams definitely had to be on the lookout for that type of stuff, man. It can really cause havoc in regular season and in the playoffs. We saw last year with Chris Paul. He had to miss a couple games in the playoffs because of COVID stuff. So we definitely probably will see some more of this stuff happening in the playoffs and it could help dictate some series. Then I saw um, Canada and the city of Toronto announced, um, I think unvaccinated players you can't, can't travel into in. Canada. You yeah. cannot get in. Even can't if you know Drake, you can't get in. <laughs> it's over with. <laughs> Fast, man. So. That's going to be big. You know, a lot of Raptors going to make the playoffs, so that probably won't have an impact in the playoffs. But as far as the <laughs> regular season goes, <laughs> it's definitely going to hurt the away team, man. One of their star players or starters is unvaccinated and can't travel to Toronto. Kyrie, definitely the main player, man. As usual, you know, he can't go to Toronto. He can't even play his home, home arena right now. So we sadly probably won't see Kyrie play the rest of the season. And we probably have seen Kyrie play his last game as a member of the Brooklyn Nets because I – I don't think they're going to keep him around after this year if he continues to remain unvaccinated because, you know, they they serious about winning a championship there. So they, they're going to need some players available to be on the court with KD and James. Yeah, man, that's, that's definitely sad, bro. Just just to think about it. But, yeah, Kyrie's market, man. I th- I think he has a, a slight small market right now, but I think you a lot of teams might be scared, scared away more so not because of his talent, because of the vaccination thing, and they might not want to scratch him, but I think he would definitely have a market out there. I don't know what how much the Nets can get back for him because of that situation, but there definitely would be a market out there for Kyrie because, I mean, he just has way too too much talent, man. So if Brooklyn put him on that trade block, which I think they will, there would be a market out there for him. I know we heard early in the season about a Ben Simmons for Kyrie trade straight up, but I don't, I don't know how how you think about it, Trey Young, as you didn't have to work for either team. I mean, where where all the minutes gonna go? Cause you gonna have if you don't if you don't have if you have if you don't have him running the one, you just have him, Lamarcus, Paul, and Blake. That that's too, that's too many bodies. That's true. Cause James Harden is basically their point guard, so Ben would have to be like a uh, point forward there. And you you got James and Katie; they both gonna have the ball in their hands, bringing it up a lot. So. Yeah, that'd be a little awkward fit on the court with them. So I, I really don't see that happening either. So at this moment, I really don't know a, a, a realistic landing spot for Kyrie Irving unless he goes to like a smaller market team, you know, that's on the fringe of being a playoff contender or something like that that's looking to take that next step forward. And uh, speaking speaking of another trade, last but not least, we had the Damian Lillard situation. So after the Blazers fired, I think it was their GM, I believe, Neil O'Shea. Mm-hmm. So they're they're doing 
uh, house cleaning in the front office. Uh, new people have to come in and make decisions, Jay. So do you think Damian Lillard will be traded? Because he, j- he asked for another extension on his deal, I think, in June or July. So I just want to know, do you think he'll be traded? Him, him and I, CJ. Yeah. Yeah, and CJ, he's out for a while, too, with that yeah, unpartial um, lung. lung. Get with so him, CJ. Yeah. I actually do, man. This is, yes, this is the most I've, I've been convinced that Dame possibly will be traded sometime in the future. I don't think it's going to happen during the season, but I think possibly this offseason, the Blazers finally going to realize, yeah, we, we're not going anywhere with this team. And like they said, Dame wants to become, like, the highest-paid player in the league, and that will, like, basically top most of their salary cap. And they on a the team that's already not going anywhere, so I do feel like this offseason, they finally just going to go ahead and trade Dame because they're not going to go anywhere with a team as currently assembled. I mean, I've been saying that for years, man. I feel like the Blazers, they got to break up that Dame and CJ backcourt. You just can't win big with a backcourt like that. Two small guards that need them to play any type of defense whatsoever. And the roster is just an awkward fit. They don't have too many defenders on that team. We know the Blazers are every year. They're going to be a decent regular season team when they're somewhere around that five to eight seed in the West and not go any farther than the first or second round. It's like rinse and repeat every year. So it's like after a while, when do you want to stop being, you know, in, in mediocrity, playing out, paying all these players all this money, and you know you're not going to have a chance at legitimately make the finals. I heard a, a good trade suggestion earlier on the herd, uh, a trade with Portland and Boston, which I like for both teams, honestly, with Dame going to Boston for Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Uh, I like that for no. both teams. I, like, I love that. No, don't. Don't break up this Boston core, bro. That's just something I just but I don't Boston want. Boston is happen. like Portland to me, bro. Cause like what Jalen Brown and Tatum ain't I mean, I like the duo, but they bro. I don't think they gonna beat any of the legit teams in the East either. But it makes no sense to get rid of Marcus Smart. That's the heart and soul of your team. That's the defense of your team that makes no sense. You cannot get rid of Cobra and Jalen Brown. That's just disrespectful to get rid of him too. Like I don't know. Just know, bro. I can't. I can't go for that one. I cannot go for that one. If I'm Boston, I'm doing it, man. Because I mean, I feel like you can easily find a role player like Marcus Smart more than a superstar like Damian Lillard to pair with Jason Tatum, in my opinion. So I feel like you got to go for it. Man, you, I can't. You can't find too many dudes that do a Cobra do. Cobra, Cobra like Draymond, bro. You can't find too many dudes that do what they do. They do stuff that don't go on the stat sheet. You cannot just find it, like. You, you can't. I said, how many Damian Lillards out here though? Is it easier to find a Marcus Smart or a Damian Lillard? I get that though, but that's him, him and Jason Tatum. Who who divvying up them shots? You how many shots he get? How many shots he get? And who gonna be playing the That'd defense? Be, who gonna be playing the defense besides Al Horford and Robert Williams? Who? That's the thing though. It wouldn't be complete. Like I'm saying, they still going. I think after that trade, they would add more defenders, and then you got a guy like Josh Richardson on that team. He hasn't played much this year, but he's a he good perimeter defender. Nothing. Josh. And they would still like add some more pieces. Like my philosophy: if I'm a GM, if I got a chance to get a legit top ten player in the NBA, I'm gonna get him. And then to me, you still get to keep your best player and Jason Tatum also. And a team like Boston, man, they've been in the same thing the last five years with the same nucleus. They haven't been going anywhere. And in my opinion, I think Dame gives him a better chance to beat uh, Milwaukee or Brooklyn potentially in the seven-game series because they're not going to beat those teams with the team they got now. Man, to end it off, man, as a basketball fan, I I guess I would love it, but I can't. 
I can't go for that one, bro. I would I would be highly disappointed if they really traded Cobra and Jalen Brown away. Like I get it, but I just you giving up the heart and soul of your team and a good three and D wing and Jalen Brown. Like my thing is, my thing is though with that. If Boston showed me in his last four or five years that they were legit championship contenders, I would be more in depth to keep him. But my thing is, if you ain't shown me in this amount of time that you can beat the big dogs in the East with that team, with Cobra and Jalen Brown, you got to shake things up at some point. Got to. And it's a true superstar, so you got to go out and get him. No, they was just in the, weren't they, weren't they just in the conference finals against Miami in the bubble? Yeah, but Miami did. Miami destroyed them though. Like they had no chance. It still <laughs> count though. Boston is about trying to get to the finals and championships. So I mean, I, they shouldn't be satisfied with no conference finals. When the last time Boston ain't legit made been a championship contender since you know Darrell and Paul Pierce KG days. So I think I know it's hard to give up, but if you got a chance to get a Damian Lillard, bro, you can't you can't turn down an opportunity to get him. There's not many times where a player his caliber is on the on the trade block potentially. So you you got to roll the dice. Especially if you get to keep your aforementioned best player in Jason Tatum and you get to combine two stars together like that. You just fit the other pieces in after that trade. You just go out. If you're a good GM, you can go out there and make other moves that bring in more 3 and D type guy players like a PJ Tucker type player, for instance. Not necessarily him, but a role player like him for a couple of draft picks to build the team around. That's what you got Grant Williams for. <laughs> He's on the team now. Grant <laughs> Man, well, like I said, I, I would do it personally, man. Yeah, I also love for Portland side, obviously. If you got trade Dame, that's a lot you can get for him. But I would do it. That's a fake trade out there right now. There's no rumors of that, but that's what's going to take if you to get a player like Damian Lillard. You're going to have to give that up if you want a player like Damian Lillard. I got to get my dog Jamari in here to ask him how he feel about that, man, because he a Celtics fan. That, that's why. That's why I feel the way I feel right now. <laughs> I mean, I know he probably not gonna like it because I mean, a lot of fans be attached to their their current players, man. They don't want to give them up. Lakers fans like that too, but I, me personally, I would do it. I can understand if you didn't want to, but me personally, if I was a GM, I would say I would roll the dice because I mean, I haven't won anything with this core in five years, so I'm gonna switch it up. Yeah, man, y'all y'all got it, man. We, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just, yeah, okay, this time I'm gonna just end it off on that, bro. Y'all got it, y'all got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we that's a wrap for our NBA news this week, man. Uh, we're gonna start off now. Our current eyes on NC player for this week, we got to give it to uh, Zamaria Jones, man, point guard, North Pitt High School, Bethel from Bethel, North Carolina, Pitt County, repping. Uh, definitely one of the best female hoopers in the state of North Carolina right now. Uh, her freshman season, which was last year in high school, she averaged 23 points per game, 6.5 assists. And 2.9 steals. Her freshman year, she was offered by UNC, ECU, Ole Miss, North Carolina A&T, and a bunch of other D1 schools. Uh, her first playoff game last year, she scored 45 points, 16 for 29 from the field, 10 of 20 from three, 11 assists, eight steals, six rebounds, and three blocks. Uh, she plays for the FPC Elite AAU team. She's been hooping since the age of five. Man, she joined her first AAU program at the age of five and started working with a trainer at seven years old. Uh, she played in a Hot 100 Middle School Showcase as a fifth grader, man, which is a big deal. That's invite only. So as a fifth grader, she was already playing in a middle school showcase. Like, she, she's a player to be seen, man. You got to go see her. Me and your master went to go check her out the other night at South Central, man. She just stands out by the crowd, man. So, Samaria Jones, bro, what's your thoughts on your master? 
She the one. That's all I gotta say, bro. She the one. <laughs> I, I, I ain't like, that's all I gotta say. She the one. She is, bro. Like, she a dog on the court. Like I said, if y'all get a chance to go see Northfield High School play this year, you definitely gotta go check her out, bro. Like, the handles are crazy. Get your popcorn ready. The defense ready. is crazy. Get your yeah, popcorn yeah, ready. ready. I ain't, I ain't get to get nothing at the, the game, but get your popcorn <laughs> ready, man. She's a fiery competitor on the court, man. So, she's definitely gonna be doing big things in the future, man. So, Definitely go check her out, man. She's our eyes on NC player for this week. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on, man. So another weekly segment. We got to do our, our dog of the week, man. Me and your master has the same dog of the week this week. Going another local two five product, Damian Dunn, man, from Kinston, North Carolina. Uh, he had his career high, man, on Saturday versus Penn. Uh twenty seven points, six rebounds and four assists. And then he's averaging like fourteen points per game for Temple this year. Honestly, his first true season, Derek, he registered last year, but yeah, Damian Dunn doing big things, man. They got that dub against Penn also um, with his career high. So, Damian Dunn, you definitely are dog of the week for this week. Yeah, shout out my boy Damian, man. Grew up with him. It's good to see, see him out doing big things. I always knew him and his brothers would, you feel me? But yeah, just shout out to him, man. He was also the AAC Honor Roll Player of the Week, man. So yeah, shout out Damian. All right, man, it's time, that time of the show again. Time for the MVP, man, Christmas edition. Y'all messing what you got, man, with, with the Christmas Christmas tunes coming up. I say, yeah, uh, y'all already know it's the MVP, man, most valuable playlist. And it, it's the, like they say, man, it's the most wonderful time of the year, you feel me, the Christmas season, holiday season. So I, I'm going to just give y'all some, some, some of the Christmas tunes that, you know, that I've been listening to these past couple, this past couple weeks, you feel me? Um. First, you know, we got the the one and only Justin, you know, Bieber Belly Bieber, you feel me, with his uh his uh his album Under the Mistletoe, you feel me? And my favorite my favorite songs, my favorite songs, the only thing only thing I get for Christmas, Mistletoe, Fala La featuring Boys the Men, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Love. You know what I'm saying? Justin Bieber, you know, Bieber Belly, the goat under the mistletoe. You feel me? Go listen to that and get into the Christmas spirit. And the last but not least, we got my boo, you know, Ariana Grande with her her Christmas EP called Christmas and Chill, you feel me? I was disappointed. I start, I, I found this like a year or two ago. I was disappointed that nobody told me about it earlier because I was I, I fell in love with it. I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. But you know what I'm saying? My favorite songs, you know, is all of them, all six songs. And I'm I'm gonna just tell y'all all six songs. First, you got the intro. You got With It This Christmas, December, Not Just On Christmas, True Love, and Winter Things. And I'm going to be honest with you, my favorite song is probably With It This Christmas. But yeah, Ariana Grande, Christmas and Chill. Go go let Ari welcome you to Christmas, man. MVP, you already know what it is. We out here. See, now, the Ari album was underrated because I didn't know about it, or the EP. I didn't know about it either until you put me on to it. It's, it's definitely one of those underrated Christmas to listen to. Yeah, man, I was so pissed, bro. I was disappointed in everybody. Like, why didn't y'all tell me about this earlier? <laughs> yeah, sir. It's time to get in the Christmas spirit, man. So y'all go check out Young Master's MVP suggestions, man. Uh, we made it to another end of the episode, man. Uh, my final thoughts I got to leave with. Shout out to Quavion Smith for winning ACC Freshman of the Week for NC State last week, man. He's been hooping so far this year for the Whoopet. Yeah, yeah, man. Baby T, ACC Freshman of the Week, man. The GOAT. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Once again, y'all, thank y'all for listening to another episode of the 2412 Pod. 
Uh, y'all know what to do. Go ahead and follow us on the social medias at the 2412 pod and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms, man. You got anything else for us in your message? Nah, man. I think that's all for me. Bad, bad. Well, appreciate y'all once again, man. It's your boy Jalen signing out. It's your boy Keetwan, a.k.a. a master, man. Hope y'all enjoy. We love y'all, man. We out this thing. Gang. Deuces.